This is Hammond. And Jessica. And you're listening to the Friendly Atheist Podcast. If you like what you're listening to, please go to patreon.com slash friendly atheist podcast. Uh, really quickly, before we start, just wanted to say once again, uh, Queer Disbelief, a book I've been working on with an author, Camille Berejik, for the past like year and a half. It's now available in paperback, and the Kindle edition is now available, too, for anyone interested. There's a stack of boxes as high as me <laughs> in Heaven's Entryway. I haven't oh. had a chance to sort through them yet, but <laughs> Kickstarter backers will eventually get their copies. Yeah. Also, Heaven, it's really starting to feel personal that you're trying to keep me out of your house because there's literally, like, an icicle dagger hanging <laughs> over your head, and your entire front porch is just a sheet of ice. It's for the intruders. So, it's like a Home Alone-esque <laughs> trap that you're setting for me, and it's it's hurtful, is what I'm saying. Uh, how's your new The Year's? message was sent. <laughs> uh, it was good. It was uneventful. Good. That's what happens. Good, good, good. Yes. Mine was good. Thanks for asking. You're, I was about to... I no, was you getting were, there. You were not. You liar. You don't care. <laughs> I will tell you that... I sat with the babies. That's all I did. They had confetti. I they know. had confetti. They threw Notoriously it around. Notoriously easy to clean up confetti. <laughs> the vacuum was nearby. <laughs> we hung out at my house, and... Watched bad movies and then watched that documentary that a lot of people tweeted me about. Which one? Is I know that voice, the voiceover oh, actors. Nice. It's impossible to find anywhere. People keep tweeting me like I can't find it. I'm like I don't know. My husband bought the last one, <laughs> but I I was you watching that at copy. midnight. Thank nice. you very much. God, I love it so much. Okay, that is awesome. Hammond, uh, what do you have this week? Oh, oh, I have news stories. <laughs> Let's start with what's going on in Mississippi, because you know that's the good start to any sentence. (laughs) Um, There are legislators there who just proposed a couple of bills that they're going to take up in the new Congress. That are pro-women and pro-poor people for education. You know it. Here's one of them. Uh, The first bill, it's House Bill 281. It's sponsored by uh, State Rep. William Tracy Arnold. And what this one would do is it would allow the Ten Commandments and the Beatitudes, and the phrase, in God we trust, to be displayed basically anywhere on the state. What was the second word you said? Beatitudes. It's all the Jesus, blessed are the poor, for they are all the good stuff Jesus said. I've literally never heard that phrase before in my life. (laughs) It could go anywhere on state property because they would have, like, historical merit. But here's the thing. Uh, Part of this, part of, we could debate the historicity of the Ten Commandments stuff, because they always say, no, our law is based on the Ten Commandments. Super not, but yeah. And it's not. The weird thing is, when it talks about Confederate statues, he's trying to prevent anyone from taking those down in Mississippi. Uh So they say, well, they have historical significance. So if you vandalize them in any way, which I guess some people have done. Sure. Uh, you could spend up to 20 years in jail. Fuck. That's too much jail time. For vandalizing a statue. So is he link? He so he's linking the Ten Commandments and Confederacy. They're all in the no. Well, they're all in the same bill. But he's saying like the same umbrella. He's trying to protect like these certain monuments from getting vandalized or damaged or taken down. Super sounds like a thing that like a bill of here's things I like, so don't touch them. Yes, more or less. But that's not the one I'm worried about. The one I'm really worried about is House Bill 130. This one has. Not a big chance of passing because it's the third time this guy has done it Mm. and he's failed the first two. But the guy is Tom Miles. He's actually a Democrat Uh in Mississippi. So I forgot if I said Republican earlier. That was for the first bill. This bill would make the, quote, Holy Bible, unquote, the official state book of Mississippi. Oh, Jesus. This is weird because no other state 
does this? I was just about to look up if Illinois has a state book. We do not, I don't know if we have a state book, but it's not the Bible. <laughs> and no other state has it. The only state that even comes close is Alabama. But even Alabama was like, well, we're not going to try to make the Bible the state book. They just created a new category called the state Bible. And they have a state Bible. Okay. It's the Bible. Okay, all I'm getting, I just, okay, this is a flawed Google search because I put Illinois State Book and it's just Illinois State University bookstore shit. That's the saddest Google result. (laughs) I'm sorry. In Tennessee, they almost passed the Holy Bible is the state book. Nice work, But after the Republican-dominated legislature passed that, Uh uh, the governor, who I can't remember if he's Republican or not, he may be, but he actually vetoed it and he said by making the Bible the official state book, he would be trivializing the Bible. That sounds familiar. Yeah, so like good on him. I think we talked about it when it happened last year. But here's the thing. If you're Mississippi and you got to choose a state book, think about the options you have. You could choose like a William Faulkner book. Like it's a literary type of masterpiece. You could choose Richard Wright, who's a native, who wrote Native Son and grew up in the state. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of books written by authors in Mississippi. That's kind of what you hope for in a state book. Like let's celebrate the state. But nope, they want to go with the Holy Bible. They, they didn't even offer reasons in the bill. It just says the Holy Bible is the official state book of Mississippi. And that's it. That's like the whole piece of legislation. Okay. But again, this guy has tried to do it twice before. And even and in Mississippi, end, I guess. it did not work. Because you want to legitimize the Bible through the government I mean, in is any it possible so, way. Is it so he can stump on it later to be like, I'm the pro-Bible boy? <sighs> I think that's definitely a part of it. And I think part of it is being able to say, I fought for the Bible Mm -hmm. in Mississippi. Even if this gets defeated, he could say, look at what I did for you guys. Sure, I did my best. Okay, I'm done a rabbit hole, Hemant, um, because I did find a (laughs) website called netstate.com. Okay. um, And it has all of Illinois' symbols. Yes. Uh, Are any of them the Bible? Well, no, we we don't have a state book. We do have a uh, state folk dance. It's the square dance. Mm-hmm. So my friend Robin, a state who, amphibian, <laughs> who writes the Eastern for Tiger Salamander, <laughs> white tailed deer. Go back to animal. the folk dance. Go back to the square dance. Square dance. She went down the same rabbit hole where she was looking up different, like how many the square dance really in Illinois. So she looked it up and she found okay, like I a f- bunch of states. Uh, have the square dance as their official dance. Wasn't there like a bonkers push from like the square dance people? Well, specifically, I don't remember the specifics because I didn't prep for this. But I think she found that like the reason everyone was pushing to make the square dance, the dance uh-huh. is like a white supremacist connection. I feel and it was like the I've weirdest heard thing. that. We should, I'm going to write that down to do research for next week. Yeah. Square dance. Do you want to know our state fish? I do not. It's bluegill. That's what I thought. We have a state fossil. this is excellent speaking of fossils wait i got our state pie i had a i had a transition and everything now i'm gonna do a segue for every one of our stories right speaking of fossils the leader of the mormon church died he was 90 his name was thomas monson Uh he's dead now he was he was a self i mean because he is the president of the mormon church that automatically means he has a direct connection to God. And I've seen Book of Mormon. Which Book of Mormon actually refers to, which mm-hmm. raises an interesting question. They have a line in the song that refers specifically to mm-hmm. Thomas Monson. Do you just update the lyrics with the newest guy, whoever gets oh. in there? Oh. <laughs> yeah, they do have that line. I 
they do name check him. That's they name pretty... check him and they say he has a direct line to yeah. God, uh, which I think they wrote it in a way that you really could just replace the yeah, name. Yeah, because they the just sort of run through like. The guy who's going to replace him, they don't want any white smoke Catholic church controversy about like who's going to run the Mormon church. I swear to God, when you said white, I was like, they don't want white people. That's bullshit. That's all they want. They have it so that their governing body, like the 12 quorum, whatever they call it, the 12 people who kind of run the church, the position of president just goes to the oldest man on that group. And they're all men. But like the oldest guy, he's 93. But apparently he's a very active 93-year-old dude. Are you telling me it's literally the oldest human man? In that group, in the group of... senior... No, it's the oldest guy who is part of that quorum of 12. That is the most Of 12 apostles. I've ever... Well, then how do they figure out the next apostle? Uh, Who fills in that slot? Do they backfill it? No, I don't remember if it's a voting thing or they just appoint or what. It's not an election. Well, God tells tells the new way. Yes. Uh, But here's the thing that I wanted to bring up. So do they think... I'm sorry. Do they think that... And this is, to me, the most interesting thing about when religion gets to this point that it's hierarchical, that you say the Pope or the president of the church or whomever has, like, a phone that goes directly to God. So either... Do the 12, these 12, they're called apostles. apostles. Really? It's mm-hmm. a little on the nose, haven't mm-hmm. it? Uh, do these 12 apostles believe that whomever is oldest, as soon as this guy dies, all of a sudden, like, gets like a, you know, a mic tap, like, it's hey, a- hey, it's my God. <laughs> Guess who died? That's I'm talking it. to you now. Yeah, I wonder when the switch takes place. Because as of now, the Mormon church themselves said, you know, we're not even going to discuss the next guy sure. until after the funeral of this one. Oh, God's and so that lonely. was a few days in between there. And so, yeah, I don't know when the godly switch, the godly mic tap happens. If it happens the moment Monson died or if it happens after the funeral and they appoint this guy to that position, like, does God step in in this guy's ear and start talking? It's... Or are they making it all up? Yeah, no, because it's like you get this sort of like, oh, I pray to God and he answers my prayers in whatever wizened way that he sees fit to answer them. But like when you get to the point where like, yeah, 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 no, God is talking to me. Like either he's lying or he's delusional or we're all wrong and God is real, but only (laughs) for this specific religion. Mm -hmm. But I, I just don't like that's always the thing that I find super interesting of like at some point you had to be like, no, this is bullshit. And what, I don't know. Yep. I think they're, I think that they are purposely deceiving people, but I think they're, but I I think they legitimately believe all of it. I don't think they're like, they know it's a scam and they're walking around saying (laughs) these dumb people. I mean, I think they believe that the church is good for people. No, I think they believe God talks to the president. No, but I'm talking to like the president. Uh-huh. Is he in on it? Is he delusional or is he lying? I and think they actually believe. He thinks that whatever visions he has, they're coming oh, from God. Oh, I didn't think of that. Yeah. So whatever comes to his mind, like this is the direction the Mormon church should go. That's that's really what God wants. I have some really weird and very vivid dreams. <laughs> so I feel like if somebody was like, Jess, everything you see or hear or imagine is coming from God, I'd be like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> why, do all, why does God always tell me that I should be back in my old house? Like, <laughs> every dream I have takes place in my house I grew up in. Is so, that boring? Yeah. No. It, <laughs> what is 
genuinely curious. Yeah. This is what I wanted to really talk about is what's the right way to cover this guy's death? And I'll give you an example of oh. what I mean. Uh, the Salt Lake Tribune, uh, they know the Mormons. <laughs> this is how they opened the story about his death. Even as he ascended to the pinnacle of a worldwide faith, Thomas S. Monson never stopped being a Mormon bishop because he always had that mentality, right? Oh, of, sure. I want to help people. I want to do all this stuff. And even when he got to this position of leadership, uh-huh. he was still that guy. I think people say that about Pope Francis, too, because he was an archbishop and he did these things to help the poor, and mm-hmm. he still maintains that. All right, fine. Then there's, uh, what is this, USA uh, Today? USA Today. Here's what they <laughs> Have said. Have you heard of it? It's a really I've heard small of it. paper. I was trying to make sure that was the one. <laughs> Here's what USA Today said in their story. Thomas S. Monson, 90, the, 60, the 16th president of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, died Tuesday night at his home in Salt Lake City. Straightforward, no emotions, that's, mm-hmm. that's it. The New York Times mm-hmm. had closer to what I think a lot of critics of Mormonism would say, yeah, that's really the story of this guy's life. Here's what the New York Times said. Thomas S. Monson, who, as president of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints since, uh, since 2008, enlarged the ranks of female missionaries, but rebuffed demands to ordain women as priests <laughs> and refused to alter church opposition to same-sex marriage, cool. died on Tuesday at his home in Salt Lake City. He was 90. So they mentioned the fact that it's he so- opposed female uh, ordination, that he opposed right. marriage equality. In fact, the one thing that I think non-Mormons knew about this guy, even if they didn't know his name, <laughs> is he led the fight to overturn Prop 8 right. in California, which would have, which did ban same-sex marriage for a limited time. Right. But the Mormon church got involved in that fight because he told them to. So, like, that to me is probably his lasting legacy. He was the bigot who really pushed to ruin gay marriages. Right. And did. He broke up a bunch of families, at least legally speaking. And yeah. for a lot of these articles that talk about, look at the great things he did. I know you don't want to speak ill of the dead, but this guy was the president of the Mormon church. He yeah. he didn't just do good. He hurt a lot of people. And this isn't just he believed in stuff that I think is foolish. Mm-hmm. He literally put his foot in politics and social issues and found a way to do it and use the Mormon church's, I don't know, benefits, money, to yeah, infuse and all that. I guess he shouldn't that we shouldn't ignore that in right. talking about this guy. Well, and I mean recently when when Cardinal Cardinal Law was it Card- yeah, Cardinal, Cardinal Law. Law like the push notification I got was like Cardinal Law who like was overseeing was like around basically was around Boston when like all that shit went down R. Yeah, e. pedophilia. The guy who protected the right. priests of and sexual so, yeah. accused of sexual abuse. So got my first instinct was like I don't know he's a leader of a thing, like just say a nice thing. But yeah, no, a hundred percent. Like I forgot about the prop eight thing and that was garbage. Yeah. And this, by the way, God, the, that was 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Jeez. And all of this stuff that I'm mentioning, the different beginnings to these stories, that's mm-hmm. from a post on get religion. It's a conservative site that doesn't like religion coverage. in a lot of the media, they were upset because they said the New York times introduction that mentioned that stuff was biased. The USA Today one was straightforward, no big deal. The Salt Lake City one had the p- positive spin on his life. Uh, someone say it's positively biased, but not, <laughs> not me. Yeah, and but they say the Times story, quote, seemed more slanted in how it characterized Monson and the controversies he faced. Well, yeah, I mean, but an, obitu- not- an obituary is a le- 
I don't know if it's an obituary or an article of this nature. It's allowed to have a point of view. Like, but I, it's not even a point of view. That is a fact. No, this is true. what he did. But the to, question is, to, do you mention that as like this is how people characterize your entire life? Right. I mean, to drop that into the lead is definitely they did it for a purpose. They made a they made a point doing that, and that's like okay. But isn't that what he's known for? Yeah, I mean, if for the larger public who doesn't no, belong not, to the yeah. church, I know you're not arguing with it, but it's like, yeah, if you're if you're writing an obituary for the general public and right. not as like a we're gonna read this during the Mormon ceremonies or whatever, right. like then you got to talk about the stuff he did. It wasn't just oh he made the Mormon church larger or something. Sure. No, he did a lot of shit. Well, and they gave him credit for allowing women into. Authority positions, yeah, in right? missionary so, position, uh, missionary. Oh, he enlarged their not ranks. Missionaries, he, not he, authority. It's missionaries. Yeah, he made he created more female missionaries cool. to go out. Fine, but he didn't give them a position of power, gotcha. and he stopped them from getting a position of power. <sighs> and oh yeah, he hurt gay wedding marriages. He was opposed <laughs> to it. Um, really, really, really quick sidebar. Did you say he was ninety years old? He was ninety. But the oldest apostle boy is ninety three. Uh but he got into the ranks ah. afterwards. Ah. Yes. So, sounds like so. it's an arbitrary system. Uh-huh. Hmm. Yeah. So anyway, I, I think you can't talk about Monson without talking about the horrible stuff he did. Mm-hmm. And I asked a couple of people I know who are former Mormons. Formans. And Formans. And they were very clear about the stuff. Monson also, in addition to trying to overturn Prop 8, mm. he was the guy in 2015, the Mormon church issued a thing that said, if you're a child of gay parents, you don't get to be in this church. Oh, or I you don't get to uh, like take part in church ceremonies or whatever. Unless you are an adult, like 18, and you have disavowed your parents' marriage. Well, good thing they're going to get some fresh young blood in uh-huh. there. Uh-huh. Really shake things up. <laughs> nice work <laughs> yeah. as usual. Mormons. John DeLynn, a guy we've talked to uh-huh. who hosts the Mormon Stories podcast, said, this guy also presided over the largest wave of disaffection and apostasy Ooh. because so many Mormons yeah. have left the church under his watch because of all the Prop 8 stuff and so all the nasty things he's arguably an unsuccessful president of yeah. the he, church? He didn't make the church look good. No. Any better, anyway. Right. Um, so, yeah. it's. I don't think it's speaking ill of the dead, by the way, to mention that, nope, he, his life was dedicated to hurting a lot of people mm-hmm. or certainly not fighting on behalf of civil rights or helping people. Right. And the only stuff he did was almost like a spiritual stuff that doesn't matter to the outside world. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's... Um, so speaking of how we remember history and honor those, um, in South Carolina, there is a, uh, a couple of bills that have been filed by state re- uh, South Carolina state representatives Bill Chumley and Mike Burns. I'm really glad those are, uh-huh. glad those are easy names to read because I didn't read them before <laughs> this. Um, they want to build a... So, it, you know, if we're kind of looking around and addressing the current climate, a lot of Confederate statues have been pulled down mm-hmm. or curtains have been put up around them they have been the site of great controversy and maybe we should be like not putting more up certainly um but these gentlemen they want to build a monument to honor black confederate soldiers okay so all three of them (laughs) 
let me go on okay. because you're gonna like this a lot. Okay. So this is what they said. Um, they uh, this is a quote from Burns. This monument can help educate current and future generations of a little known but important part of South Carolina history, which. I don't know what it is with people who are into Confederate mom- monuments, but like, do they think statues are the only ways people learn? <laughs> like, that seems to be their Every like. Every time I see a statue, I read the display. Oh, absolutely. A little plaque. These African Americans, like many of their Caucasian con- contemporaries, stepped up to defend their home state during a tumultuous time in our country's history. Their service has largely been overlooked or forgotten. Okay. In comes Mr. Probably Professor or Dr. Walter Edgar who um, he's a, yeah, he's a professor at the University of South Carolina. He's considered one of the, he's a Southern historian specifically with. Guy who knows his stuff. But specifically about South Carolina. Okay. Um, And he wrote my favorite quote of the year so far. Uh, in all of my years in research, I can say I have seen no documentation <laughs> of black, black South Carolina soldiers fighting for the Confederacy. In fact, when secession came, the state turned down free blacks who wanted to volunteer because they didn't want to want armed persons of color. <laughs> so not only were there no black soldiers fighting for the Confederacy, they didn't want them. They didn't want them, even if they could. Um, so what happens to the bill? They're uh, they're still working on it. They've never <laughs> let facts get in their way before. Why now? Fair enough. Um, to be specific, he said there were bla- there were blacks in the Confederate Army, but they were either slaves or free blacks forced to work without pay. As co- so. You know, slaves. Oh, yeah. You know, you know people who are forced to work without pay. Yes. we call them slaves yes. colloquially. So they're going to build a monument to the slaves. Yeah, and they're saying this as a good thing. Yeah, to educate. Yay, slaves! That's what they're going for. So you Congrats, know, they've been overlooked for so long in so much that they didn't exist. Um. Nice. So yeah, South Carolina nailing it as usual. Uh huh. Oh, uh, what else? I've got two pieces of uh, Doug Jones slash more news. Let's do it. I got one, too. Cool. Ooh, really? Yeah. I wonder if we have the same ones. All right. My know. first one. So uh, if you'll go back with me to December 11th, 2017, Kay. last year. Yes. Um, you <laughs> There is a quote from uh, Kayla Moore, uh, Roy Moore's wife, yes. who said, quote, fake news would tell you that we don't care for Jews. I tell you all this... C- I tell you all this because I've seen it all and I just want to set the record straight while they're all here. One of our attorneys is a Jew. We have very close friends that are Jewish and rabbis and we also fellowship with them. Which is just an astoundingly weird quote. (laughs) I think what was weird is after she said, we have uh, an attorney who's a Jew, Mm -hmm. she gave the creepiest smile. Like she she had accomplished something. Nailed Because she got it. She got the... Big <laughs> We're not anti-Semites. We have a Jewish lawyer. So, and then there was a mad dash to find the guy. Who is this mysterious Jewish lawyer? Well, <clears throat> they think, and th- and and I want to be clear that this is just like journalists doing research and finding any Jewish lawyers in like the more stable. So, or um, there is a gentleman uh, named Richard Jaffe, J A F F E Jaffe. We mm-hmm. think. Um, who is a prominent defense lawyer in Alabama. He did represent a member of the Moore family. Their son. Their son, Caleb, during a drug possession case in 2016. So that, maybe that's who they meant. And if they, so either 
it is somebody more obscure than one dude who defended their son from a drug charge in 2016. Or this is their boy who they're going to be like, yeah, yeah, no, he's our buddy. He got our son off on a drug drug charge, which I'm sure is really hard to do for a a judge's (laughs) son. Uh Um, So not only... uh, So they talked to this gentleman, Jeffy, and he was like... His his words were, quote, I've never socialized with him. <laughs> Not only that, but he actually campaigned for Doug Jones, who's a, who he's been friends with for 30 years. Yeah, and raised he's, money for him. He raised money for him. <laughs> he said, my, my reaction to that, irrespective of what they were referring to, was rather shocked. I was certainly disturbed. Not per, per, personally, but as a member of a minority. <laughs> so... I got a follow-up for you. Yeah? Yeah. So it turns out Kayla Moore says, that's not who I was referring to. Really? So apparently they have two Jewish lawyers who knew in the family. But no, they finally, she wrote to AL.com, which is an Alabama media group Mm -hmm. thing. She wrote to them and said, no, the guy I was referring to, his name is Martin Wishnatsky, who is a guy who works for Roy Moore's nonprofit, Foundation for Moral Law. His name is Frank Realman, and he's <laughs> well, a proud here's the Jewish thing. fella. No, he is real. Okay. They found this guy. They <laughs> did. It's just not hard to find this guy. He's uh-huh. very Googleable. He's been doing stuff for a while. Mm-hmm. And guess what the one thing we know about Martin Wishnatsky is? He's Jewish. He's not Jewish. <laughs> He's in his 70s right now. He found Jesus in his 30s. So for the past 40 years, he's been a Christian. He was raised Jewish. He was bar mitzvahed. And then he's like, oh, I found God. He even went to Liberty University Law School later in life after oh, he found Jesus. God, I'm fucking dead. Like, he's not just a Christian. <laughs> he's like a hard right Christian. That's their Jewish lawyer. Oh, what a time to be alive, Hammond. <laughs> he actually said, and I'm quoting here, I'm a Messianic Jew. That's the term they use for a Jewish person who has accepted Christ. Jews for Jesus. They're on my campus. Jews all the for time. Jesus. But they're not Jews in any sense of the word. Right. And again, when you talk about all this stuff, when Kayla Moore was talking, she's not talking about like ethnically Jewish if or you know, they no. consider Jews a race and he's Jewish and he was raised in a Jew. I don't no, think she's she saying, thought that deeply about she it. She is to be saying honest. he's a Jew. He doesn't even accept Jesus. That's what she was trying to say. And okay. they were saying we're okay with that. Nope. This guy's a Christian. Oh, my God. That's so, so excellent, she, And here's what I want to know. This is what I'm genuinely curious about because we're, we're taping this on Friday. This happened oh, uh, yeah. this morning is when all this news broke. What I'm curious about is why do you think Kayla Moore was like, we have a Jewish attorney? Is it because Roy Moore told her, oh, these anti-Semitic re- uh, arguments against me uh-huh. that's not true i know a guy who's a jew he's a lawyer who works like he for said that to group. his wife and maybe the wife's like we have a jewish lawyer Nailed it. which makes me wonder when else has roy moore lied to his wife about this stuff and she just accepted it and ran with it oh, it's like honey. for a guy who's been under attack for lying and hiding things yeah and she just comes to his defense as you might expect that's not a story the wife comes to a husband's defense but she was wrong about this. Yeah. Like, yeah. and it wasn't hard to figure out. It's clear she didn't even research this. She oh, just took she someone's word for it. That's very Has interesting. Has that happened with the allegations against Roy Moore? Who knows? I would say almost certainly yes. But yeah, it w- it's a funny story because she, the one thing she was so proud of, not even close to being right. I ju- And also, like, how... 
I guess maybe in Alabama, but like, how do you not have any Jewish friends? Like, my, that feels really hard to do. My favorite article about this came from a writer from The Forward, which is a Jewish publication, okay. who said when she heard Kayla Moore said that, everyone was laughing about like the way she said it right. and how proud she was of it. And the writer was like, well, I'm a Jew in Alabama. And like, it's not a big community. Yeah. We all kind of know each other. <laughs> and so she was like, they I'm the same meeting. She's like, I'm genuinely <laughs> curious. Who is this mystery Jewish lawyer who... Because if there was a Jewish lawyer who worked for Roy Moore... He would be known. He would be known within the community. Sure. And so she asked her community, like, does anyone know who they're talking about? No one knew. And so oh she went God. looking. She's the one who came up with, it might be this Jaffe guy oh, uh-huh. that you mentioned earlier because he worked on behalf of Roy Moore's son. Mm-hmm. But like... but. And that was later on. She figured that one out. But she's like, but it turned out that's not who they were referring to. Right. Uh, so it's just funny that like... They wanted to know, but there's not a lot of Jews, period, in Alabama, much less Jewish lawyers right. who have the prominence to represent a former chief justice of their Supreme Court. So, God, when are people going to let the, I have a blank person, so I'm not blank. <laughs> right. I have a wife. I can't be sexist. Yeah. I have a black friend. I can't be racist. Yeah. I have Jewish. a daughter, so I understand all things about women or something. I have a daughter, so I definitely didn't try to sexually molest yeah. teenagers. That'd it's, be gross. It's just another reason not to like Roy Moore. Um, not that you needed another reason, but there you go. Yeah. Let me talk about this. Wait, I have yeah, another, one please. more Doug Jones thing, and it's really quick. Yeah. Um, Doug Jones, uh, yesterday, they released a picture of him being sworn in. Yeah. Have you seen this picture? Yes. Oh, it's very good. So if you just... If you're listening to this and you haven't seen this yet, just Google Doug Jones being sworn in. And it's a picture of, you know, Doug Jones with his hand in the Bible, which is held by his family Bible, his family Bible. Mike Pence is there as he's want. And um, Doug Jones son is just to his left and is like shooting daggers out of his eyes (laughs) at Mike Pence in this like glowering, like (laughs) trying to burn him to ash. Doug Jones' son is gay. Who's gay. (laughs) Yeah. Which, I mean, I don't think we all need another reason to hate Mike Pence, but the fact that (laughs) that guy's gay probably adds fuel to the fire. I don't know if the... They just caught like the God, picture. God, I hope in the not. Right I time, hope that like... was his entire experience <laughs> with his dad being sworn into the Senate of like, you motherfucker, <laughs> you Lego Lego haired asshole. <laughs> Speaking of, I don't have a transition for that. Here's a very serious story that is oh. troubling. <laughs> so it's not a good time for me to bring up not my yet. fun Illinois state things. Not yet. <laughs> okay. So. Uh, Over the summer, the Supreme Court issued a ruling in the Trinity Lutheran case. That was the one where a Missouri church wanted to renovate its playground Mm -hmm. using money that was a taxpayer-funded program. Uh They said, we're eligible for this grant, Mm -hmm. even though we're a church, because we want to renovate the playground. We're not trying to build a new nativity scene. Yeah, And the Supreme Court ultimately said... This is basically they want to renovate the playground. It's a secular thing they want to do, Mm -hmm. so you can't discriminate just on the basis of religion. And it wasn't even close. It was a 7-2 to decision. So after Hurricane Harvey hit Texas, uh, like three different churches said we should be eligible for funding from FEMA, the Federal Emergency Management Agency. We should be able to get taxpayer money to rebuild our churches. Mm -hmm. And FEMA said, we can't do that because we can't fund your church. Because you don't pay property taxes. That's the rule. You don't pay taxes. We're not giving you taxpayer money. And then the church is sued over it. Well, it turns out FEMA has now changed its policy. Fuck. 
they said it's okay for any groups affected by acts of God, quote unquote, which is the term Mm -hmm. fine, but houses of worship are eligible for that money. And the problem with that, and what they said is nonprofit houses of worship will not be singled out for disfavored treatment as if they were hurt so much in the past by not getting it. So they get all the benefits of not paying taxes, but now they even get access to taxpayer funding. But here's the weird thing. FEMA said the reason we changed our policy on this is because of the Trinity Lutheran decision. Oh. But that doesn't make any sense because the Trinity Lutheran thing said if a church does a secular thing, they're eligible for taxpayer money for that secular thing. You can't treat them differently. The churches in Texas Mm -hmm. are literally saying we want to rebuild our church so that we can promote religion and promote our religion. Mm -hmm as they have a right to do, but they want government money to do it. And FEMA says, yeah, it's the same thing. Like, it's not the same thing at all. You're stretching what the Supreme Uh. Court said. So I don't know what appeals will be made and what lawsuits will be filed against it. Uh, Several church state separation groups condemn the decision, but we don't know what their next step's going to be. But basically right now, churches are able to get taxpayer dollars to rebuild after a natural disaster despite not paying anything into the system. And that should disturb everybody because this isn't, it's not like, it's not like mosques are asking for this. Mm -hmm. It's always Christian churches because they always want to take advantage of these rules. I mean, I feel like that's always sort of the litmus test of this kind of thing is like, okay, call me when they give money to a mosque to rebuild. Mm -hmm. And then maybe I'll be like, okay, well, at least they're, even-handed with it, but I mean, it's just like when people pass laws about funding <clears throat> private schools, you know, because so they can fund their Christian school, and like, oh my god, Muslims want it too? Jewish schools <laughs> want it too? Wait, that's not what I meant. The responses to this FEMA policy change are so blunt and like unforgiving. American Atheists, uh, Allison Gill is their new legal and policy director. Uh-huh. She said this is a jaw-dropping abrogation of the government's obligation wow. to protect taxpayers from being forced to directly fund religious activities with wow. their tax dollars. This illegal change in policy would, for the purpose of disaster relief, deem religious worship an essential government-type service. Hmm. Uh, blatantly unconstitutional, she said. FFRF, Freedom from Religion Foundation. The new policy is nothing more than an opportunistic attempt to siphon funds from taxpayers to churches. Wow. Uh, Even the Interfaith Alliance, which is pretty not atheist as Mm -hmm. far as these things go, uh, they called it a mistake that trades a short-term benefit for long-term problems. Wow. Yeah. Um, They are... So who... So FEMA made that decision independently right this was this didn't come down from the courts did not say this a judge did not say this fema run by whoever donald trump appointed to run fema Mm -hmm. decided on this policy change yep so it's a it's a horrible decision and not because those like i feel for those churches sorry they lost their buildings and that destruction but that's why you by the rules that's why by the rules you have to rebuild it yourself that's the way it works for everybody a mosque doesn't get that treatment either. I, I might have brought this up, but they must have insurance, right? Like, they must... Maybe. It doesn't matter, though. That's on them. And if they do, Regardless. they can use yeah. it. So it's but not... they shouldn't be eligible for taxpayer money no. to fund their rebuilding. Yeah. No, if they wanted not. to get access, they could pay taxes like everybody else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's garbage. So it's just... It's a horrible decision. It may be challenged in court. Mm-hmm. And the question is... And this was the thing everyone worried about when the Trinity Lutheran decision came down. It's how a, far will it go? Mm-hmm. How far will it apply? 
Um, and how are they going to twist that ruling to be even better for churches? Yikes. Uh, um, I've got one more Go thing. Go for it. Okay. So this is more in the realm of skepticism than religion. But apparently raw water is a thing now. I heard. So... I'm going to shock you, but this happens in San Francisco. Really? Uh-huh. They are sell- there is a uh, collective, like a grocery collective, okay. that is selling glass orbs that contain two and a half gallons of what is billed, billed as raw water. In other words, it's unfiltered, untreated, and unsterilized spring water for 37 bucks, which is a whole lot of money. So it's basically a company selling, it's packaging water that hasn't been filtered. Right. And then slapping a giant price tag on it. Well, did I say, I said the glass orb part, right? Yes. Like a neat well. glass orb. And it's, well, it's $15 per refill, which is bonkers. <laughs> like, Why do I want to pay extra money for water? That's... That you could literally go to a creek and get yourself? I don't know, Hemet. Yeah. It sounds yeah. really dumb to it me. Does. I heard that the guy, one of the people who's selling the stuff, I don't know if it's the same company or a different version of this it. This one's called Live Water, yeah. the, the one that I found. I heard that one of the guys doing it is the guy who ran Juicero. Yes. And that's the one that. that like in theory you paid hundreds and hundreds of dollars for the packages and then it would make you like a protein shake drink right. juice whatever. And then Bloomberg found that now nah, if you just squeeze it with your hands, you save 600 bucks and you get the same stuff out of the packaging. And then the whole business went under. Oh. It was hilarious. Journalism's the best. So that guy who scammed people out of that uh-huh. is now working on this. It's, I think it's live water. It could be live water. I don't know. Um, Kevin Freeman, who is a shift manager at this grocery, grocery I think it's Rainbow grocery collective or something like that i i uh, forgot to include that in my notes he said quote it has a vaguely mild sweetness a nice smooth mouthfeel nothing that overwhelms smooth the mouth feel? nothing that overwhelms the flavor profile bottled water is controversial we've curtailed <laughs> our water selection but this is totally outside that whole realm which first of all i'm really glad you brought that up hemant because mouthfeel is my least favorite phrase that sounds like moist it so moist doesn't bother me. Mouthfeel <laughs> makes me feel like one time I was I was at a bar deciding between two wines and the guy the uh, probably just the server was like, oh well, this one has a really good mouthfeel. Mouthfeel. I was like, get that the fuck away <laughs> from me. Now I can't drink that wine. You've ruined it. Yes. You've ruined that very good wine. Mouthfeel's the worst. Um, so ugh, I don't, don't want to feel anything no, when I drink worst. water. It's the living worst. Um, so so that's dumb, right? Like we can all agree that's dumb. But, Hammett, you know what else it is? Dangerous. Really? <laughs> Dumb and dangerous. You mean water you get from the creek is somewhat dangerous to drink? Uh, it's a crick. How dare you? Uh-huh. Okay, so there's Did you uh, say crick? It's like a... Like, no, creek. Crick. crick. It, it, it's just like a very um, country way of saying it. It's the whitest thing you've ever said. Okay, I did pick it up in Montana, so <laughs> correct. <laughs> that is correct. One time I accidentally said crick over the, a walkie-talkie, and everybody laughed at me, and I... <laughs> Correct myself. It was the worst moment. <laughs> um, so uh, Bill Marler is a food safety expert. Um, and he apparently, when he like saw the headline about this raw water or whatever it is, he thought he was reading an onion headline, which <laughs> God bless. Um, and he said, 
quote, almost everything conceivable that can make you sick can be found in water, which <laughs> I think history will tell us is very true. Like basically all many, many, many of the diseases that were spread uh, years that like murdered whole swaths of people were from contaminated water yes. all the time. Which is why filtering water is important, even if it's coming from your tap. Yes. So um, <laughs> he said, unfiltered, untreated water, even from the cleanest streams, can contain animal feces, spreading giardia, which is no joke. My puppy had giardia, and it was gross, and she's better now. But Good. She was sick. She had diarrhea. It was disgusting. <laughs> um, it has symptoms such as vomiting and diarrhea and results in 4,600 hospitalizations a year. Also, hepatitis, hepatitis A kills 20 people in California. So oh. if the rumor is you're supposed to drink, or the myth or whatever, drink eight glasses of water a day, yeah. they want you downing this stuff. Uh, e. coli can Who's also be in there. This? And cholera. Who's buying these giant orbs Remember of cholera? shit Remember cholera? It's what used to kill you on the Oregon Trail, the video game that we played in the 90s. Yes. And probably the real Oregon Trail, <laughs> one must assume. It's, I mean, from what I could see, it's very, it, it's kind of the same circles of, like, people who are into raw foods, who are anti-vaxxers, who just, like... So the Gwyneth Paltrow crowd. The, yeah, like, the, All the, the very people. rich, affluent, mostly white and apparently Valley people. And apparently dumb people. And, yeah, I mean, it's... We, I, I always think it's interesting to see when, like, the fringes of conservative views and the fringes of liberal views, it kind of becomes a circle. Right. This um, is why, like, the Gwyneth Paltrow goop crowd and the Alex Jones crowd right, buy the same products with different names. Yeah, no, exactly. And it's, <laughs> this, it's this sort of, um, this obsession with purity and, um, like, glowing perfect health and processed... I mean, it really comes down to, right, is... Processing anything is bad. It's necessary. A thing is necessarily worse after you process it, mm -hmm. whether that's your vegetables. And the people who treat like GMOs, like, oh, you exactly. modified it? Can't yeah, have that's that food. Exactly right. There's this like, like purity obsession yeah. that I think honestly come part, part of it is if you just like have a lot of money, you have these like weird options open to you. And I bet it becomes an obsession of like, Okay, well, first I'm only going to buy organic food because uh -huh. that's better. And then, like, <laughs> it's just a sort of like purity contest of like who can be the most <laughs> like. Oh, I'm just going to go eat grass. Like, I, I swear to fucking. But that God, used to be bottled I'm water. Like that used to be the well, rich affluent people yes. thing. Like, oh, you, I don't drink tap. I got the bottled stuff. That's a and good now point. they're going in the but other now, direction. But now it's like environmentalists are anti. Oh yeah. And, and oh my god, it's processed because because filtered is another word for processed, and processed is bad. I'm gonna call it right now. It is January fifth, two thirty p.m. Oh, I have a new Etsy order. Look at you. Um, I'm calling it right now. Grass clippings are gonna be a thing. People eating <laughs> grass. I swear to God, it's gonna happen. I'm calling it now. All right. This is prediction my made. Prediction. I'm sealing the audio envelope. <laughs> This time next year, somebody's going to be right. like, grass clipping, super organic, super good for you, great roughage. They're going to use the word roughage. Nice. I'm making two calls. Nice. Grass clippings, they're going to use the word roughage. I'm done with my notes. <laughs> um, here's one for you. Uh, there was a church in Indiana, uh, Brookville Road in Community Indiana, Church. Indiana, there was a church? Indiana church. Believe my it or Indiana? not. Yes. I lived there for years. There's I never saw a church. Some small church, no big deal. Uh -huh. They did a thing where they wanted to show prayers work. And so what the pastor had the congregation do is 
every time God answers one of your prayers, fill out this little card and tell us what God did for you. Okay. And then they would put like that that clipping or whatever on the big board. Uh-huh. They even have like a bulletin board with the receipts like God helped me with my prayers. And like uh. they celebrated because after 2017, they were celebrating. We have 10,000 pieces of evidence that God answers Ooh. prayers. See, you had me until you used the word evidence. Like, okay, yeah. th- this feels like a perfectly nice thing to do. It's basically like. I get it. I get why the church did it. A nice thing that happened to you this year or mm-hmm. whatever. Here's evidence. What, what bothered me is when the local news wrote talked about this oh, because okay. this was a news story. Sure. They it's said Indiana. there's not a lot going on. Like the Chirons are like 10,000 prayers answered. Can like you? you're the news. Start acting. I'm not even touching my computer otherwise going to blow up all this stuff. Do you have a uh, a listing of some Yes, I do. A sampling? What did they say? What prayers worked? Oh, me, everything. We had people says the pastor. We had people say my cancer is gone. Okay. People got jobs when they've been praying for jobs for years. We had people that had been praying for relationships to be restored and they were restored. All of those are miracles that we attribute to our heavenly Father. No one, as far as I could tell, and I looked through the news segment because I'm like, I'll pause it and read what these little things had to say. Uh No one said, you know, well, I got in a car accident. God must have been sending me a message (laughs) because that would also be, I mean, God doesn't. that's not answering a prayer. Nobody's praying. Maybe your prayer was, I hope I get here safely. And then God answered by saying, nope. There's an Onion article since you brought it up. There's an Onion article like child prays to like whatever overcome disease no says god <laughs> uh, but that's the thing well, i guess it's answering it. answering the prayer doesn't mean he gives you what you want answering the prayer means in theory i would think i hear you and then i'm gonna do whatever the hell i want or i'm not gonna give you what you want because that's not part of my plan did i hear you use the word miracle in there i don't know but okay. But the point is like all of these are just oh you wanted something and then and it happened it. that's that's not for God answering your prayers, that's definitely not proof of prayer. Yeah. Like, I wanted them to have their bulletin board with the giant just correlation does not equal causation. Right. Like, again, I'm not making fun of these people no. who filled out the cards. I mean, the fact that it's but they don't, is pretty dumb. They don't know what evidence is, but the news people should. Yeah. And they shouldn't, like, they could say, well, this church tried doing something and these people I were convinced. Cover that. Like, yeah, or just don't cover it. Cover where, news. Where was this? Did you Indiana. say it? Indiana. No, it's where, where in, Indiana? in uh, New Palestine. I, I think I'm pronouncing it wrong because um, I think they said it differently. But it's New Palestine, Indiana. Um, I don't know where that is. I'm looking it up. I'm sure they don't have a lot of other news to report on. But, like, seriously, if you're a news crowd, if you're a reporter, why would you give these people like this free? Oh, uh, why would you give them this free publicity and pretend that they're right? Yeah, it's not like you said, Oh, look, they have a cute bulletin board that has things that aren't necessarily true. No, they acted like, Yep, this is proof of God. Yeah. It happened. It's like, like it's, it's irresponsible. It's like a suburb of, in, of Indy, too. It's not like in, it's not random at in the middle of nowhere, right? I was, I was, I was gonna pin it to be, yeah, closer to. So anyway, that's a story about how the news is dumb (laughs) and like, don't you're you can't be a news station and pretend like this is a legit thing this church did. 
you could say, oh, look, they tried to do something nice. People felt happy for a little bit. Right. That maybe, I guess that's a story somewhere. But don't pretend miracles are real because these people put up signs on a bulletin board. Yeah. Um, rapper B.O.B., He's back in the news. Flat Earth Bob. Flat Earth Bob. Flat Earth Bob has long argued that the Earth is flat. So we got that name. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, otherwise that'd be a very Stupid. inconvenient nickname. <laughs> but the funniest thing is, okay, earlier this week, Bill Nye did an interview somewhere, and he was talking about these silly conspiracy theories about how the Earth is flat. Mm-hmm. So, and he mentioned B.O.B. And so the rapper responded with a note to Bill Nye, he basically said, uh, you should read a book. You should read more books. To Bill Nye? To Bill Nye. An author? Uh-huh. Look, here, here's what B.O.B. said. Look, man, I'm a fan. I grew up watching your show, but you got the wrong guy, my friend, referring to you called me a flat earth conspiracy loon or whatever. You got the wrong guy. The flat earth information did not, by any way, start with me or my beliefs. Like, I'm not the one who originated this. Someone think... else did. No one argued yeah. that he originated. You, and then he said, you know, I could point you to some books. Really? Wow. Really? Well, you know, Hemet, if it's in a book, it's proof. He actually said the name of some books oh written God. by one guy, Eric Dubay. And the funny thing is, if you look up Eric Dubay, you know what he's best known for? He made a documentary being a saying... Being a fucking loon? Not just being a loon. His documentary said Adolf Hitler was really a peaceful guy, but his reputation was ruined by the Zionist media. Yeah, that's the guy who's the the guy Bill Nye needs to read. Cool, cool, cool. There you go. Uh huh. I got one last story for you. Okay, one last story for you. No, two. But Ooh. this is the this one's worth it. I Do you promise. have anything about the uh, book that came out today? I was going to say dropped. No, it was an album. the Fire and Fury one. Yeah, uh, I do not because I've seen the same news stories as everyone else. Yeah, and it just confirms everything that all the I critics mean, have said forever. Like the guy shouldn't Trump shouldn't be in office. Right, everyone around is him is enabling I mean, him. To me, the interesting thing, like I'm, I, I bought the book. I yeah. it downloaded today. I'm really excited. But to me, the more interesting thing than just the book's existence and like the little slap fight that's happening between Steve Bannon and Trump, yeah. which is excellent, is the fact that Trump's lawyers or the white, somebody's threatened to sue the author of this book. And they're like, cool, we'll release it tomorrow, <laughs> later. <laughs> and that's super... Badass by the publishers. Yeah, that's a really dope move. Okay, <laughs> you say your thing. So there's a Texas mall. It was just taken... It's in Louisville, Texas. Uh, there was a mall. It wasn't doing well. It got taken over by a guy who's like, I can renovate this mall. And so he bought it. He renamed it the Music City Mall. Fine. Cool. And one of the ways he's trying to get people in the door, because, again, what are you going to do? Put in Sears? Put in, a, like, no one's really shopping there. I'm so nervous there. where this is going. He put up a giant Ten Commandments monument in the store. Oh, sure. Yeah. It, oh, it's that'll not get me in there. Bad. It's legal. I mean, it's yeah. his private place so whatever that's legal but what i don't get is what what is he trying to prove because here's why it makes no sense let's run through the commandments here for a second all right mm-hmm. number one you shall have no other gods before me mm-hmm. well depending on the store you go to if you go to the apple store like <laughs> steve jobs is their god okay uh no one's going to the mall hoping for advice on which god to worship yeah uh number two you shall not make idols like 
Oh. Have you seen Build-A-Bear? <laughs> you shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain. But this is true. That mall has a theater attached to it. Uh-huh. And that theater presumably shows movies where people say, oh. damn, God damn. They take the Jesus Lord's name. Christ. Jesus Christ. They take the Lord's na- uh, name in vain all the time. Yeah. He's not censoring those movies. He's not saying they don't play in my theater. So he, he doesn't believe that. Uh-huh. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Now there's a tricky wicket. Mall is open on Saturdays and Sundays, so no one's taking a day off here. Uh Honor your father and your mother. If you're a teenager, why do you go to the malls to get the (laughs) hell away from your parents so you don't have to listen to them? You shall not murder. That is still good advice. I don't know why that needs to be I mean, in the mall, but I, I think we should all be reminded not to murder people every now and that's then. Always I'm good. not mad at that. That would be more uh, convincing in a state that didn't have the loosest gun regulations in the country. Oh, take that, Texas! Shots uh, fired, literally, <laughs> figuratively. You shall not commit adultery. All right, mm. but have you seen the ads for those lingerie stores? And, all right, all right. That's you stretchy. shall not steal. I'm with you here. Yeah. That's the one thing where yeah, that yeah. makes sense to put it a mall. Put that everywhere. Put that everywhere. Um, you shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. Again, I don't know what that has to do with the mall. Uh-huh. Uh, you shall not covet. The whole mall Ooh. is built on the idea you want what it's they have. All you do. That's literally all you do at a mall. Like again, I this guy wants. I, who is he trying to? What young people are like? Well, the mall has a Ten Commandments right. monument. I guess I'll go shopping there. Mm. Of all the things, some stores will be like, we have a big playground area for your kids. Mm-hmm. Or we're going to install like the You could the play in cool... Ten Commandments if we tried hard enough. <laughs> you could install the Apple Store. You could install whatever stores that are hip right. and trendy now. Right. No mall is winning over people by saying, yep, let, you know what? This mall needs more Jesus. <laughs> it's just a... <laughs> People dumb weird like idea. to support their good christian brethren so maybe maybe uh it's too early to tell if it's it works it's still a mall so i can't imagine it's going to pick up that much right malls aren't doing super great who knows um and then i got one last story for okay. you just cuz oh my god cool there is a noah's ark replica in the Netherlands. It's not like the Ark Encounter in Kentucky. It's just them, some guy has a big boat. It's uh-huh. like 70 meters or something long. And it was docked in some river in near oh, it's the like Netherlands. A functioning it's boat. a functioning boat. It functions as a Bible museum. Is it the appropriate number of cubits? Um, I No, I don't think it is. Because oh. I think Ken Ham was like, we made it the right amount of cubits. Oh, yeah. Get it, Ken Ham. This one is a replica, it's but it's not a size thing because it's all made up. Yeah. But, uh, and he doesn't have $100 million at his disposal. Sure. So this was tied up. And then a couple of months ago, it got like unmoored from its area. But mm-hmm. then the guy tried to tie it back up. And he's like, all right, I fixed it. It's not going anywhere. Then it got loose again because Netherlands has been having some fierce winds. Uh-huh. So this arc got away. Uh-oh. And then it caused a shit ton of damage. <gasps> All over, I'm not even going to try to pronounce the name of this lake. Don't. But it just, it destroyed a bunch of boats that were docked on the lake. (laughs) Oh, Yes. 
It's sad for the other boats. No one got hurt. But like this boat is big enough that if it crashed, it's like a semi hitting your car in the parking right, lot. If right. it's just rolling along, it's like you just caused a lot of damage. Thanks, Jesus. <laughs> the saddest part, no one was hurt on the ark either. Uh-huh. There were animals on the ark. St- I was going to make a joke about how many animals are on there, and I thought it was too stupid a joke to make. Nope. There were animals on there that they were trying to get out. Oh, no. <laughs> in the crash. We're talking like llamas and probably small we're not talking like not elephants not giraffes but like there were animals on there that they were trying at last check they were trying to get them out make sure they're safe probably bunny but yep also i hope somebody listening has a lot of knowledge about um sailing because hammond said he tied the boat up and it was good and i don't think that's how boats work that is totally i know my (laughs) boats yep i do regattas What? That's um, what I do. <laughs> That's enough. Yeah, I think we we kind of dunked on this year so far. <laughs> um, Hemant, where could we find you on Twitter? Oh, hey, I'm at Hemant Meta I'm at, at Twitter. I'm at Blueberry, B-L-U-E-B-U-R-I-E. Get your copy of Queer Disbelief. Please leave a review. That is very nice. Uh, email us at friendlyantheistpodcast at gmail.com. Um, hey, we haven't done a call out for um, reviews or uh, ratings on iTunes. That helps that us. That helps. And I read them all. And <laughs> sometimes my friend likes to read the mean ones to me. Oh, nice. She thinks it's very funny. <laughs> um, what else? I think that's... Uh, Etsy. Uh, Oh, my Etsy shop is um, Bitches Get Stitched Done. I'm, God, I cannot catch up. And people, It's Christmas I, is done now. People are still ordering things. What are their problems? What do they want shit for themselves? <laughs> I'm not complaining. I'm very happy to be doing it, but I'm also super busy doing it. Give that. her many orders. It'll yeah. be funny. Um, is that it? That's sure. We'll okay. see you next week. Happy 2018, everyone. Let's yes. make this the non-garbage year. <laughs> we have you. a chance. Yeah. The option's on the table yes, later this, this the, year. I, I saw somewhere it's like the third movie in a trilogy that like the first <laughs> two were nightmares and then this is when we vanquish evil. Since when has the third movie in a trilogy ever been the best one? Uh, Return of the King is very good. It's a Lord of the Rings movie. Lord oh of the Rings Lord. is a fantasy book. Yeah, we'll talk <laughs> about this off, <laughs> off mic. <laughs> All right. Have a good week, guys. Bye. <laughs>